Shoresh is a picture of the power of God transforming a life. And um, I just want to give us this opportunity right now before we uh, conclude our time together in the Word, is that it is New Year's Day, and maybe there's something in Shoresh's story that speaks to you. Uh, a young man that um, was stealing and lying and, and living in darkness and all those things, and, and yet was telling people he was a Christian when he really wasn't. And God convicted him, and, and he saw himself in the story of Scripture. And I want to give us an opportunity today to surrender our lives to Jesus Christ. Because I don't know everybody that's here, and I don't know where you sit and where your life is, but maybe you've been playing a game, and it's time to come right with God. It's time to repent of your sin, to believe, to accept God's gift of salvation. Maybe it's for the first time, or or maybe you've been walking with God and now you're a little bit farther away and you want to get back. I want you to make today the day of salvation. I want you to make today the day where you make that commitment to God, as as Shoresh did, that I'm going to live for God all the days of my life. And I want us to pray right now and dedicate our lives to the Lord. Would you bow your heads and your hearts with me this morning? And I'm believing that right here, maybe online, wherever you're listening right now, I want you just to examine your life and make a fresh commitment to Jesus Christ. Before we end this service in a time in God's Word, before we pray, before we worship, I want us to dedicate our lives to Jesus Christ. I don't want any more games. I don't want any more routines. I don't want any more running from God. I believe that today God is calling you home calling you to obey the Father. Would you just repeat this prayer after me if you're dedicating your life to Jesus Christ on the first day of a brand new year. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. I need your forgiveness. I believe that you died for my sins. I want to turn from my sins. I now invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We believe that God has welcomed you into his family, fresh and new, on a new day and a new year. You are a new person as you dedicate yourself to Jesus Christ. Would you open your Bibles to Luke chapter 2 and take out your sermon notes? And I'm just going to give you three quick words that I want you to write down that need to mark our life as we begin a new year. It is 2012. The number 12. A lot of people ask me, what do numbers mean in the Bible? And I want to tell you what 12 means. 12 is the number of governmental perfection. That's what we say in theology, the number of governmental perfection. And what that means is that God establishes his kingdom with the number 12. Whether it be the Old Testament or the New Testament or even into heaven, things are grouped into the number 12. That's how God runs things. That's how he sets it up. And we see that in the Old Testament, for instance, with the 12 tribes, or in the New Testament with the 12 apostles and so forth and so on. And so we see that God sets his kingdom up in 12s. And I believe that God has something for your life that is new, that is great. God has something for your life. And so in this new year, let me challenge you with this as we begin. It's 2012. That's God's number of how he sets things up. 
How about we make number 12 this year the year that God sets up His rule and His reign in our life? How about we just say, God, I, I want to allow You, I want to open myself up to You, whatever You have for me, God, I want it all. Rule and reign in me. 2012 was an election year, and this past week I spent most of the week in Iowa, and um, I'm telling you, I've never heard so many political ads, watched them, heard them on the... I mean, it was unbelievable. I know everybody wants to win Iowa, but oh my goodness. I mean, it was just... And, and if I wasn't confused before, I'm really confused now. And I mean, and, and so I know that it's an election year, but why don't we just say in an election year, God, rule and reign in my life. God, I elect you to be the author of my story. God, I want you more than I want anything else. Let him govern your life. There are certain things that govern the life of Jesus. We have so much about his birth in Matthew and in Luke. But in Luke chapter 2, we get just a very short, very brief look at the childhood and growing up years of Jesus. And that's what I want to look at today. And I want you to write three uh, words down from Luke chapter 2 that we see in the life of Jesus that needs to mark our life in a brand new year. And so the first event comes in Luke chapter 2, verse 22, the very first event after his birth. It says, When the time of purification according to the law of Moses had been completed, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord. He goes to the temple at eight days old with Mary and Joseph. They love God. They follow God. And so they do everything according to God's plan and His law. And they bring Jesus in. Just a very normal young couple bringing a baby in. But when they bring that baby in, He's immediately recognized by Simeon. And a prophetic word is spoken over Jesus' life there in Luke chapter 2. And then Anna, who after being widowed at a very young age, has spent her entire life in the temple worshiping God. She recognizes who Jesus is and begins to tell everybody that the Messiah has come. And that's the beginning of Jesus' life. The beginning of his life was a moment of dedication or consecration. It's the first thing I want you to write down. Whatever word speaks to you, dedication or consecration, that this is the moment where we stand at the beginning of a new year. And just as there was a prophetic word spoken over the life of Jesus, and He belonged to the Father in heaven, He was led of the Holy Spirit, He walked in power, that same dedication and consecration should be upon our life. We're called to be disciples. We're called to be followers. And just as there was a prophetic plan for Jesus' life, there is a prophetic plan for your life. God has things for you that no one else can do. God has called you very specifically, very clearly, whether it be through His Word or even through a specific prophetic Word that has been given to you, and God has called you and He's spoken it over your life. Are you dedicated to the plan of God? Are you dedicated to being led of the Holy Spirit and walking in His power? I pray that as we end this time today in a moment of prayer, in a moment of consecration, in a moment of worship, that we will say this year, God, I am dedicated to You. Just as Jesus was brought at eight days old to be dedicated, that we will dedicate ourselves, we will consecrate ourselves to the Lord this year. The next part of the story in, in verse 40 is all that we have from that very early story on to his uh, 12 years old age. And, and so in Luke 2.40, it says, and the, true, true, excuse me, and the child 
grew and became strong, and he was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. The second thing we see in Jesus' life is that he matured, or there was a maturity in his life, that he grew up, that Jesus grew as a man, he grew in wisdom and in grace, and I believe that God is calling us to a year of maturity. If you read through the New Testament, the apostles are always challenging the church to grow up. That you should no longer just be drinking the milk that you've always been drinking. It's time now to jump into the meat. It's time to grow up. It's time to mature. It's time to take the next step in our lives with God. And I believe that God is calling us to a year of maturity. How do we mature? How do we grow up in God? Well, simply by connecting with Him. That's what we do at church. When we come together, we connect with Him through worshiping, through teaching, through caring, through sharing those things that we're called to do as a church. But God wants to take you, I believe, to the next level. Wherever you've been living, I believe that God in the new year wants to take you to that next level. How do you get there? I want you to come on Wednesday night when we're just worshiping and praying. No agenda, just us and God. And allow Him to work in our lives. I want you to to open up the Bible. Maybe you've never read through the Bible before. I want you to to get into the program and and say, I'm going to read through the Bible in a month. I'm going to allow God's Word to penetrate my heart and come into my life. I want it to be a year of maturity. And I want us to grow up in the things of God. The next story in Jesus' life happens when he's 12 years old and he goes to the temple. And if you remember, he's left there in Jerusalem and, and uh, they find him uh, three days later in the temple. And I taught about that in our Life of Christ uh, class last, uh, uh, last fall. But, um, but that's, a, that's an important story. But this, these verses come at the end of that story in Luke chapter 2 and verse 40. It says, And the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom and the grace of God was upon him. Jesus grew. He matured in, in all these things. But the, the, the main thing, excuse me, I'm sorry, uh, Luke 51. I, I need to go to Luke 51. Sorry, on the wrong page here. 51 and 52. Um, and this is after. And they found Jesus at the temple. Um, and then they went down to Nazareth with him, and he was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. So here we see Jesus growing up, and this is all we have from 12 all the way till 30s, and he begins his ministry. These are the only verses we have that he went down and he was obedient to his mom and dad. And so that's the word I want you to write down, the word obedience, that we would be obedient. If there is one word that marked the life of Jesus, it's obedience. It was obedience to the Heavenly Father, to the plan of God. It was that obedience that, 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 that allowed him to do what he was called to do. And, and again, if we are disciples, if we are followers of Jesus, what would Jesus do? He'd be obedient. That's what we're called to do. And as I was meditating on obedience this week, I, I just began to think about it. And you know what obedience is? It's simply faith. It's simply believing that what God says is true. It's simply whatever he tells us to do, I'm going to put action to that and I'm going to do it. That's what faith is. Faith is obedience. And so I want you to have faith that the Holy Spirit is going to lead you, that God is going to speak into your life, that his plan is good, and that we would begin to obey what God is telling us. So we begin to set our mind on what he wants, not what we desire, not what the world tells us, but that we would set our mind on things above. 
Colossians chapter 3 verse 1 says, Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. What's what we need to do is we're obedient, saying, God, I want to obey you. I want to follow you. I'm setting my mind, not on the things of this world, but I'm going to the next level. And God, what you desire for my life is what I'm going to go after. And we see that as Jesus grew up, he grew in grace, he grew in wisdom, he grew in favor. And I want to tell you today, and and I think you know this from our series in Romans, that there's nothing you can do to make God love you more. He loves you with an everlasting love. You're not going to make God love you more because you're following Him, but there are things that we can grow in. We can go, grow in wisdom and understanding. We can grow in favor. We can grow in these things as we seek the Lord and go after Him. And I want us to grow in the favor of God this year. When I talk about the favor of God, I'm not talking about, well, God's just going to make my life easier and more comfortable. No, I'm talking about having the favor of God upon us. And when God's favor is upon you, the supernatural is upon you. What is impossible becomes possible because God is with you. That's what the favor of God is. Remember Mary? Now, Mary, the favor of God was upon her. Did that make her life more easy, more comfortable? Ha, no. (laughs) Made it more difficult, made it more stressful. But you know what Mary said? She said with boldness, with confidence, with enthusiasm, I want it all, God. Be it unto me. Everything you've said, God, I want everything. I want it all. I mean, that's the heart of a person that loves God. That's the heart of an obedient child saying, God, I want it all. And when you want it all, God will give it to you. His favor, his wisdom, there'll be a supernatural work being done in your life. Are you today going to be an available witness to God? Are you going to just be an available vessel to God? Whatever he needs, whatever he wants, God, I'm all in this year. I am dedicated to you. I'm going to start growing up. I'm going to be obedient to you. I want it to be a brand new year in your life. I believe that God has great things for you in store. I believe that it's going to be a new year, that God is doing something fresh. I believe there's a new hunger for the things of God. And I believe that new favor is going to come upon our congregation, upon us as followers of Jesus. And I mean that for every single person here. I really do. And you may sit there today and say, I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, 2011 sure wasn't that good. Of course, I'm stringing together some pretty bad years here. Are you sure 2012 is going to be any better? I, I've talked to people that are like, I don't, know, I don't know if I even want a new year. But I want to tell you today that God has something great for you. So we were driving... Uh, in Iowa, I took a picture just out the car window. I don't know if it's on, online or not, but it, it might be back there. But um, yeah, there you go. Driving by these fields, and 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 they look dead. They're they're gray and they're and they're brown and and they just they're, they're just barren. There's nothing there, and it's almost depressing as you as you drive through just looking at this barren land. And that may be how you feel today. That, that just, you know, I just feel that way. I, I mean, I know it's a new day, and I know everybody's excited it's a new year, but I don't know. You know, I, I don't know. But I want to tell you what. You know what I know? Is that when I go back to Iowa in the spring, it's not going to look like that. 
that, that dirt's going to be broken up and replanted. And it's, it's not going to be that, that ugly brown. It'll be, be that beautiful black of a freshly planted field. Then when I go back in the summertime, it's going to be green. It's going to be lush. It's going to be beautiful. And you know what? When I go back in the fall, there's going to be a bountiful harvest that's coming in. Amen. See, it's all about seasons in our life. You may feel barren right now. You may feel dead right now. But I want to tell you, you're not dead. You're just dormant. God's doing something. You are planting seeds right now for something that's coming. And God has got good things in store for you. And that's why we need to say, God, I am consecrated to you. Not to myself. Not to, I'm consecrated. I belong to you. I'm going to grow up in you. And I'm going to be obedient to you. And when you do that, I guarantee you, you are going to have a great 2012. God is going to do supernatural things in your life. Would you bow your heads and your hearts with me this morning as the worship team comes back? And I'm just going to challenge you, and, and I know your heads are, are bowed, but, but you may want to write one of these things down. I'm going to challenge you in a new year to do a new thing. I want you to do a new thing in a new year. I want you to think about maybe fasting. Maybe saying, God, I'll give you 12 days of the new year. I will, and, and, and you can fast things like food. You can fast things like television. Uh, Facebook, you know, I'm just giving you some idea. Just you allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you and you give those things up and you say, God, the time I'd spend doing that, I'm now going to give to you. And, 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 and so that's one way of just saying, God, I am, I'm dedicated. I want to grow up and I want to be obedient. So fasting is one way. Another way is, is through prayer. And, and beginning with this Wednesday night, we're going to pray together. And again, just no agenda, coming together, worshiping and praying. But you're going to say, you know what? I'm going to be a man or woman of prayer. And not just for 12 days, but you know, anytime I see a prayer meeting on the schedule, I'm going, to, I'm going to be there. I want to pray. I want to seek the Lord that way. Maybe it's through reading the Word and, and, and whatever it is. But you're going to do something new. You're going to say, you know, I'm going to read through the Bible in a month. I'm going to go online. I'm going to buy the, the story Bible. I'm going, to, I'm, going to get, I'm going to get the audio version. But I'm going to get the Word of God inside of me. Do something new and God will change your life. Let me pray for you. And, and we're just going to spend some time in prayer. Before we sing any songs, we're just going to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you. And I want you to make some promises to God right now in this quiet moment of prayer. I wanted to make sure that we had time at the end of the service to not only worship, which we'll do in a few minutes, but I wanted us to have a time of prayer where we say, God, I am dedicated, consecrated to you. God, I want to grow up in you. God, I want to be obedient. I'm going to be that willing vessel. And no matter where you're at, whether you're in the middle of the winter that's barren or you're in the middle of the harvest, and I don't know, our, our lives are in so many different places, but I know that God is a God of seasons and that God is going to do great things through you and that you're going to increase this year in the things of God when you seek Him. And so I want you just to write down maybe something you're going to fast, maybe a dedication to prayer, maybe a dedication to His Word. But I want you to write these things down. And just spend some time with the Holy Spirit. Maybe you don't know what to do. This is where you just pray very quietly. Say, God, what do you want me to do? And I believe that the Holy Spirit is going to speak to you right now. 
He's going to reveal what He wants you to do this year. And so just have this quiet moment with the Lord. Talk to Him. Write it down. And then we'll worship the Lord before we go. But this is just your time of the new year to dedicate yourself to the Lord. can I say what can I do offer this heart oh God completely to can I say? What can I do? Offer this heart, oh God, completely to you. So I'll stand. Stand with arms high and heart up and then in awe of the one who gave it all. While stand, my soul, Lord, to you surrender all I am is yours. While stand. Oh
declaration today so I stand with arms high and heart abandoned in all of the one who gave it all so I stand my soul Lord do you surrender all I am is yours no one higher there is no one kind, no one great, no one like our God. There is none more name, Christ our Savior, great and glorious. There is no one kind, no one great, no one like our God. There is none more name, Christ our Savior, great and glorious. There is no one high, no one great, no one like I got. There is none more Christ I say, great glorious. There is no one high, no one great, no one like I got. There is none more able, Yeah, he said to you 
this day, I am the God of new beginnings. I will come, for I've seen a response within you. Therefore, draw nigh to me, and I will be your God this year. Thank you, Lord. We receive your word, Lord. Thank you, God. Mm. We draw near, Lord. We wait on you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord, for speaking to our hearts. We just wait in your presence a little while longer, God, for you to continue to do your work. We dedicate ourselves to you. Thank you that you are doing a new work, God. Thank you for your word to us this morning. Pray this will be the beginning of something new, something fresh, something different, something bigger, something better in you, God. We just wait on you, Lord. We wait on you, Lord. Just speak to our hearts and our lives. to do something different here at, at the end of the service, and, and uh, we had something else planned, but uh, I, just, I, don't, I just don't feel led in the Spirit just to do what we had planned. I want to let God do what He had planned, and um, so we're just going to um, turn this into a prayer time right now, and um, I just want you to spend some time with the Lord before you go. Um, I'm not going to dismiss you. I'm going to let God dismiss you. When you're done just spending some time with God, I'm going to let you go, and and then you can exit. But if you just want to stay in your seat, if you want to come to the altar for a while, you just want to linger, Pastor Jonathan will just keep playing quietly, but you can just spend a little time with the Lord. I'm going to give you the blessing because I know that there are some that need to go today, and and, um, and so I want you to feel free to, to leave anytime you want to, but I'm not going to dismiss you. I'm going to let you just spend some extra time with God. And maybe we'll sing again, maybe we won't, I don't know. But we're just going to spend some extra time with God uh, on the first day of a new year, dedicating ourselves to God. I don't want you to be in a hurry. I don't want you to be in a rush. This is your time with God. This is you saying, God, I belong to you this year. And I believe that God is going to do something supernatural in your life. And um, so, if you want to spend some more time with God, do that now. Come back on Wednesday night. We're going to spend even more time with God. And then on your way home, if you don't have the story, stop and get it or get it online and and start reading the Word of God and watch what He's going to do. But I'm going to give you the blessing for this year. And then we're just going to have quiet worship. And um, you just spend as much time with God as you want today. In 2012, may the Lord bless you and protect you. May He smile on you and be gracious to you. May He increase your favor and show you His peace. God, I thank You, Lord. I thank You for today. 
Jesus, your presence is so precious. We could stay here forever. We just love you so much, God. But there's going to come a time where we have to go and, and obey you and live for you. And so, God, I just pray you would dismiss each person at, at the right time and just let them be full of you before they go. Because, Lord, today we dedicate ourselves to you. And as we dedicate ourselves to you, I thank you for that blessing. I thank you for that protection. I thank you for your smiles and your grace, your peace and your favor. And may all of that increase as we follow you this year. We love you, God. And so we're going to spend a little more time with you this morning. We honor you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. If you need to go, you can go. Uh, Otherwise, just stay and spend some time with the Lord. And we'll see you on Wednesday night for worship.